to bourbon, bullets, and badasses. Where the spirits flow, the ammo is dry, and there's always a badass with a story the world needs to hear. It's been too damn long, Chris. Yeah. Well, I saw you earlier today. Oh, yeah. You, no, no. It's too, been, been too long on here. So, uh, since it's been so long, I thought I'd bring in a couple of badass mothers. Say what? <laughs> a couple of badass mothers. Yeah. My wife, Laura, say hello. Hello, everybody. And top of the heap, my mother, Darlene, say hi. Hello. So, uh, my mom brought a couple of... Uh, out-of-towners. Oh, yeah, a couple out of of of-towners towners here. From, what's this distillery, Chris? Did you see on there? Uh, Boundary Oak. Boundary Oak. Where was that in Kentucky you went? Ooh, I brought you the little brochure. I forgot. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, we've got two different samples from there. We've got, first of all, Lincoln from Boundary Oak Distillery. Okay, it's in Hardin County, Kentucky, Radcliffe. I was going to say, I'm sure it's on the water. Minimum two years aged. Okay. Sir Top Cellar. Yep. Let's see. One of the most famous trees in Kentucky. It stood 90 feet. Okay. Oh, the Boundary Oak. Okay. I see. Yeah, I saw, uh, I did a little bit of research. The only way to get the barrel strength is uh, on-premise. Oh. They don't, they don't sell that one outside of the distillery. Hmm. Well, this should be quite interesting. So, good score. Excellent score. And the other one she brought was St. Luke Handmade, a whiskey with natural lavender flavor. What did you find out about that one, Chris? I didn't look that one up. Okay. Anyway, I spoke with a guy on the phone while she was there, and he said that they actually take real lavender and press it or form it into a syrup that they uh, inject into the barrels or infuse into the bourbon. Does that sound about right? Yeah, the flavoring of the... And it comes out to about a... Yeah, 60 proof, 30%. Yeah, 30%. So. I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, we got that one for Laura. Yes, we did. <laughs> so the reason I brought these two ladies in is because they both have some especially good stories to their lives. Um, my mom, she... My mom started off very young, had me when she was 15, um, and I've seen the wedding pictures. She was quite pregnant uh, in her wedding photos with me. Uh, I think it was only like three months, but hey. Well, you were a little tiny, I mean, you weighed 102 at that time. Oh, my goodness. Soaking wet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, after a few years with, you know, teenage parents, it's the story of the, the ages, 
Uh, teenage parents don't often do well. It often ends in divorce. I think I was six years old when the divorce came. Oh, shut up, Cora. Um, but ended up with a single mom. Um, living with grandparents for a short time. But she did a phenomenal job. She went from being a high school dropout to nowadays just, I mean, she's got her own little mini real estate empire out here in the Texas area. And I'm proud of her. So that's mom, Darlene, to everyone, and my wife, Laura, had a similar story to mine. What do you want to talk about with her, with your past? Um, Probably just how sometimes we just have to start over. And that you did. Uh, You started over after, like me, a 20-year marriage that went south. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, even though you were married, you still dealt with you know, basically almost being a single mom. Very much so. An absent husband in more ways than one. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it, yeah. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that a-hole. <laughs> but Is that why you have a curfew? <laughs> you, you hush. Nine o'clock, you better be home. Yep. Nine o'clock on Friday, I leave Monday morning before she even gets out of bed. Yeah, at 4 a.m. No, thank you. Well, anyway, both of these ladies last year went together uh, to take their concealed handgun permit test. Mm -hmm. And... One of them got her license. The other one, it still hasn't shown up because somebody still hasn't pursued it. I'm not going to name names. Do I need to? Oh, no. Uh, But uh, here's the thing about that. We're in Texas where our state legislature just passed both Senate and House uh, constitutional carry in the state of Texas. So by September, I believe, I think it's September 1st, we are going to have constitutional carry. No permit, no license required in the state of Texas, as long as you're a legal, law-abiding citizen. And hopefully it's registered to you. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess, could you not carry something that belongs to a friend? I mean, it's... Two hands. Use con- two hands. Constitutional carry. I mean, it's the right to bear arms. Yeah. That'd be interesting to look up the legalities. Well, they still haven't released the legalities yet, as far as I know. I don't even know if Governor Grabbit has... It's just fine print. I know. You mean the Constitution? No, I mean the amendments. All right, so since uh, we didn't have any uh, extra of the glasses, I stopped with the lovely wife and picked up Neat trademark ultimate spirits glass a two pack for the ladies. Uh, says competition level of performance. I mean, we don't know how much, how well, award winning. All right, I don't recognize any of those awards anyway. Not quite a Norland glass, but uh, and it's not a Glen Cairn, but see what you think of it there, Chris. I think I saw the uh. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, I know that one. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're really cute. They look like little tiny fish bowls or little tiny. That's what bases. I was thinking. A little miniature fish bowl. You want to put one of your fish in it? No, <laughs> no. They've got thirty-five gallons to swim in. Oh, okay. I think Put I a little think they're bourbon in there with them. No, <laughs> I don't eat upside down fish. <laughs> Swimming sideways, bumping it. They'll just slow down a little bit. <laughs> what about the snail? I don't think it'll get slower. I don't know. He's not slow. No, you. You come back two minutes later, and he's on the other side of the tank. No, okay. His nickname's Turbo, but that's not his name. Turbo. But anyway, so what would we like to try first? We want to try Lara's first. Oh, the lavender. The lavender? We're going to start slow, Chris. Oh, that's just... Yeah, work our way up. (laughs) Chris, the face you just made... Mm. Which one would you like to try first, Chris? No, it, actually, that's the best way to do it. Is when you're trying multiple, you want to try them by proof. You don't want to start at barrel strength and burn your taste buds, and then go to something thirty. You're never going to taste it. So that's a good choice. Yes. Well, and she said she didn't know anything about bourbon. Oh, this is not bourbon. This is a whiskey. Okay. So. A hell of a pop. Okay. Oh, there's definitely lavender. Oh, yes, there is. What do you think? Do you like lavender? I love lavender. Oh, I always got the sticky. There's there's like sugar on the... Yeah, Uh, No, you're not getting any, dog. I bet she'll be quiet. That smells nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until the snoring starts. Yeah, no kidding. Give Cora some. Cora doesn't need any. No, no. No, no. So keep on talking so we don't have dead air. Um, okay. What are we talking about? I don't know. Chris, talk about the color. What do you see? It's very light. It is very light. But that's to be expected. It's a finished whiskey. <clears throat> and it's low proof. Yes. Now. That's plenty. Might also be young too. I didn't see any age statement. No. Oh, there's nothing on it on the bottle. Oh, there's still two more of us. Are you trying it, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> Chris seems so excited to try the girly yeah. lavender <laughs> whiskey. Hey, hey, hey. nothing wrong with lavender. All right, what do you get in the nose, Laura? Lavender. <laughs> oh my! Wow, it is. Potent on the lavender. A little too strong. It's, yeah. On the lavender. Yeah, because it's not like a a subtle lavender. No, like it's... A, like, a, uh, like a lotion. It's a peppery, mm-hmm. spicy kind of lavender because it's so strong. Almost like menthol. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of getting that on the tongue, too. I was going to say, your, your reaction, I, I was guessing you tasted menthol as I said that. Uh, yeah. No, I get the peppery, but I don't get the menthol. Oh, yeah, no, there's the menthol. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, I smelled that. I haven't tasted it yet, but I, I'm 
sure that's what I'm going to find. It's it's not rough. I feel like I'm drinking a candle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is very smooth. There's almost absolutely no alcohol burn. No, there's none yeah, whatsoever. It is smooth. It's, it's very smooth. It's almost like a dessert whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much. Very much. I wonder, I kind of wonder if it would be good in a, in a cocktail of some kind. Huh. Rather than neat. I just don't know what you would use to balance it. Challenge accepted. Yeah. It's good. I like it. Do you? Yeah, I do. Well, that's your bottle, baby. Good. Because <laughs> there's no burn at all. It's, no. it's a very smooth. It is, yeah, very. Very lavendery. Curious what a touch of water will do, though. Oh. I hadn't even thought of that. You want to give everybody a little touch? Yeah. So, I like it. This is this is not a daily sipper. No, it's it's like it's, like you said, very dessert, very situational. All right. Kind of like an after dinner drink as you're just lounging around. Yeah. It definitely changed the nose. It's not in your face lavender smell. No. It's it's settled down. More like a a light perfume. Right. Right. Some, some Liz Claiborne or <laughs> I actually think it made it sweeter. You know what? Yeah, it kind of took the the menthol out of it a bit. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that being good for like a bridal shower or or like the bride's drink mm-hmm. at a reception. Being way for better, some... way better than any uh, fireball. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Chris, uh, I'd say this is most definitely a girly whiskey. It is. Not wrong with that. But they're like me, like girls like whiskey. When we, right, when we were looking at beverages for our wedding, I'm not a beer and wine girl, and that's what everyone tries to get the bride to go with. And so something like this would have been a nice option. True. Yeah. That's why I like the Japanese, is it's very floral and very different than what most bring to the table. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to borrow your water there. So, Chris, uh, let's educate our listeners as well as uh, my, my lovely wife here on why, when you're tasting new bourbons and whiskeys, um, you want to do it neat as opposed to on the rocks. I mean, I always try neat. That's the way the distiller intended. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some where they absolutely just sell you, and they even say themselves, like there's a new Johnny Walker, and they're like, hey, this is a mixer. Well, if it's a mixer, then why did you need to package it? I mean, it... But, yeah... Ice does melt, and it does change things. So you want to try it neat first to see if you need the ice in the water. Now, her argument to that was, well, Chris said it's okay to add, like, a drop of water. I said, yeah, a drop, not an ice cube. 
Well, That's like a hundred drops. The bigger cubes melt slower. That's why they make the oversized ice cubes. Mm-hmm. But she gets the cheap bag ice. Oh yeah. I'll just Look, grab a I couple. was just trying to, you know, justify having ice because I like ice. Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> and I said, well, it, if you want it, if you just want it colder, I said we can use the, the stones. Yeah. Which doesn't change the flavor. It just changes the temperature. Uh, I've been using those a lot. I've got a couple of uh, metallic cubes. Hmm. And I love them because I can just throw them in the dishwasher when I'm done and walk away. Yeah. And I've got I've got the... the what are they, soapstone or something mm-hmm. like that? Stone. Yeah, some of them are granite, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're great. Yeah. Half a dozen little cubes. So what do we want to try next? Or do we want to keep up with the discussion? Okay. Let's go with this. Laura. Hmm. Yes. Now, you have been a teacher for 20-plus years in yes. some capacity. Yes. Tell us about that. <laughs> um. I don't know. How'd you get started? Oh, I started in the church. So I started as like a Sunday school teacher or nursery school teacher in the church. Um, my dad being a pastor and um, found that I really loved it. And then when I started teaching um, homeschool children when I was in high school, um, that's just kind of where I figured I'd go with my college. And so I got two years into college and life took over. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've been teaching in private schools um, since. um, And I love it. I love teaching. I love making a difference in kids' lives. Um, It's not an easy job. And uh, you're often dealing with frustrations with administration as well as um, sometimes you get really, really great parents that appreciate you and respect you, and sometimes you don't. So... There's lots of uh, heartache that comes with it, but the good is better than the heartache. That's true. Now, what happened a couple of years ago? Uh, you made a milestone in your life. A couple of years ago, I was um, approached by a college who allowed me to finish my teaching degree. So in 2019, I finally finished my teaching degree and then immediately was offered a scholarship for my master's degree. So you've got your bachelor's got in 2019, yep. and now you are working to finish your master's. My master's will be done um, by probably by August. Excellent. And you have changed what that master's is. Yes, I went from uh, administration to um, trauma-informed parenting or um, family counseling, trauma intervention. And how's that going to help the world? Um, well, I used to always say that hurt people hurt people. So I wanted to help the people that were hurting so that they wouldn't hurt their spouses or their children. And then um, about three weeks ago, someone who I really love and respect uh, said a different phrase. And it's healed people heal people. And that's kind of my story and that's kind of the journey i'm on and you feel healed now absolutely yep that's great any questions anyone 
No. No? I like that. Healed people. Healed people. Yep. And that's what it takes. I mean, like if, if you've got you know, someone struggling with addiction, the best person to help them is someone who has gotten out of addiction. Mm-hmm. I agree. If you've never been through it, you don't know how to help that person. Yeah. You know, even if you're addicted to video games. Oh, no. <clears throat> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> how, many, how many consoles do you have? Working or need repair? Uh, both. Oh. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with having a hobby. It's just when it's no longer a hobby and it's an obsession. Probably up to 27 now. Consoles. Oh. Consoles. Okay. Up until today, I would say that all of them were functioning at a moment's notice, but... What'd you smash? Nothing. Oh. I got one in today that was untested, and I haven't oh. run 12 volts through it, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh. He needs help. No, no, no he's, he does I'm it only all. eight away from 800. Oh. 800 games. Hey, as long as the significant people in his life don't have issues with it, then... No, his his kids love it. Honestly, <laughs> hey. they have no idea how spoiled they are. That's true. No, they really don't. Um, I On that note, shall we continue on? But I will say they appreciate it because... Out of all the games, out of all the consoles, out of all the generations, my my oldest daughter, her favorite game is actually a game about as old as I am. Which game is that? She actually likes Super Mario 2. And I own two copies of it. I own the Japanese copy and the American copy. Well, what's the difference? Well, there, uh, there's Japanese and one and... No, there's actually no words. Um, No difference other than which machine they're played on. It's the exact same game. Hmm. However, the Japanese console I have has been modified to work with a modern television. So she can play that one on a 50-inch television if she wants. Well, that's got to be a The original Nintendo is much harder to get working with a, a modern television. Huh. Okay. I just know that if we ever took Elliot over there, we'd lose her forever. Uh, she'd never leave his apartment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she might dump Matthew. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't need a roommate. I'm moving. Oh. I'm packing to leave. Oh, you mean the Pearland yeah. place? Yeah. Oh, do, do we? Do yeah, we, we said that on the air last time. No, I know, but do we... No, we don't need to talk about okay. that. Okay, all right. We don't need to talk about that. All right. It's not official. All right, what's the next one? Obviously not the Lincoln. I think that's going to be top of Now that'll be the last one. Well, you want to do Habiki or Belmead? Uh, yeah. uh, it's your birthday. You pick. It It is. I've had the, the Habiki with the very first episode. You know what? That's been almost a year. Let's go ahead and crack this bottle of the... I don't know. What do you think? I think this one. You want to go with the Bellmead? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, that's the one that Chris brought. Give us the story, brother. Uh, I just know that this is a little more harder to find in the Houston area. It is supposedly a nine-year-old. Okay. Uh, very similar to Eagle Rare, 
or when they can't find that. This is my first time tasting it, but the difference is, is it's not Buffalo Trace, so it's not Kentucky. It's actually Virginia. Really? Yeah. <laughs> say it. Say it out loud. I just want a little bit. That's <laughs> fine. Just a taste. I love the smell. It's it's. Thank you. Almost like Weller. It's it's almost like a weeded, but not, oh? not as a strong of vanilla. All right. What uh, ladies have the better noses? What are you getting out of it, Laura? There's some. I'm smelling some like caramel. You're right. That'll be the the barrel. Uh, I got apple. Uh, that's not unrealistic. The the Jeffers, not the Ocean, the one you and I had. Yeah. But the regular Jeffers, I do get green apple out of that. Okay. So it might be a similar mash bill to what they use. Go to the center of the of the glass. I'm not sure. You that's okay. Just, yeah. Close your mouth and just and you know cotton candy. Cotton candy. Right. <laughs> That's a smell. It is a smell. All right. Give it a shot. Chew on it a bit. Oh, she just downed it. Mm-mm. Oh. She's savoring it. It's refreshing. <laughs> it's nice. It's got a good flavor. Not very long on the, the burn. No. Very short finish. Short finish and not yeah. not a well. There's a little bit of an aftertaste on it. What'd you get out of it, Lauren? Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it was it was good. It was it was a bit hot for me, but I'm a lightweight when it comes to bourbon. So it is ninety. So it is. Let's let's give her a drop of water. Let's see, because it. As we know, a touch of water, like just a couple of drops, does change the molecular composition of a whiskey. Brings out that wood taste like I like. Yep, it changes the glycol that brings them out. There we go. Well, I can't wait to get to the Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) I think that one's going to kick your ass, Mom. Mm -hmm. Might lay you out flat. You have to drive me home. And maybe Ellie can drive you home. <laughs> the weather's getting better. But if it rains anymore in Texas, I'm going to sell my lowrider and get a, a canoe. Hey, You might need one. I don't know. Uh, used car prices are going up. You might get premium for it right now. Oh, yeah. Hi, Cora. Everything's going up. Uh, Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, new car prices, used car prices are both skyrocketing, especially used cars. Okay. Yeah, used. Uh, so since we, well, okay, we've got Laura a 2014 Toyota 4Runner, and just since we bought it, the value of it has already increased twenty six hundred dollars. Uh, so that's about a twelve percent increase in value since we bought the thing. And putting miles on the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a Ferrari. No, but I, I got to tell you, I love that thing. They, they, 
you going to go with anything, stick with Toyota. You, you get reliability. You get uh, affordability in maintenance, uh, parts, uh, labor, everything. Everything about a Toyota, just they overbuild them. They over-engineer them. She's a dream to drive. I love it. Oh, yeah. Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Right. Which, are you aware that all the forerunners are actually built in Japan? Yes, you've informed me of that. But huh. Thank you for reminding me. Let me guess. The first uh, letter of the VIN code is a J. You know what? I don't know. It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chris, my, it is. my car has a J. It was actually built in Hiroshima, Japan. Hmm. If it's a one, it's North America. Well, final assembly. Yeah. So, if it was finally assembled in Japan, it'll be a J. Yeah, now you you get yourself a Toyota Corolla, final assembly point is going to be... Alabama. Uh, yep, no. No, uh, it's around Tupelo, Blue Springs, Mississippi. Mm. That's where the Corollas are made. So, that'll that'll start with a one. So, Uh, what do you think of the Bell Mead? Uh, Bell Mead. Okay, it's. I liked it a lot better with the water. I felt like that really helped. Yeah, it, like it I up. said, it releases the glycols, mm-hmm. um, and that's what made it'll help bring down the temperature of, of things. What'd you get out of it there, Chris? Not bad. Um. Not, not disappointed with my purchase, but didn't wow me to where I would buy it again at $45. No. I, honestly, I, I... Well, like we talked about the one earlier today, um, I, I'd, I'd buy two bottles of Stadler Springs at that price. When I can get them. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I have to put somebody else on that. Yeah. Um, at some point. Uh, I'm getting a... A hint of mint over fruit. I, I don't know why. Yeah, that medicinal. You think? <laughs> Often. Hmm. So it got me in a lot of trouble. I was going to say, doesn't it hurt when you think? No, I don't produce smoke. <laughs> Just vapors. I got the vapors. Oh, no, I don't drive a Subaru. I can't vape. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you also can't vote Democrat, then. Man. There was somebody driving on the road today with some bumper stickers that I very kindly wanted to invite them to leave Texas. Yeah, yeah, I said Texas Democrat. She just looked and she goes, look, honey, somebody that doesn't belong in Texas. (laughs) It said Texas Democrat? Democrat, yeah. yeah. And then it had a... Presidential election sticker next to it. And I no, just, we're I, not going blue, honey. And I and I just said we just need to invite them to leave the state. No, thank you. It's open border. You can go. Yes, yep. for now. Go to Mexico. Okay. Yep. Well, it's it's open south to north. It's not quite open going north to south. Okay, go to California. Yep. Well, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the conversation we have about once a week with our neighbors. Welcome to Texas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, please, please vote to keep Texas, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't turn te- Texas into Cali. 
Austin is already trying. Yeah, the thing about California is uh, it costs a lot of money to get any kind of U-Haul leaving California, Mm -hmm. if you can find one. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's leaving. (laughs) Yeah, there's a mass exodus right now. Now, if you want a U-Haul to go one way to California, it is dirt cheap. Wonder, wonder, wonder why. I can't even cross the state border because I would have ten infractions on my vehicle. Oh, so if they're going to be that demanding on how I choose to spend like my to? money that I earned, then I'll choose not to go uh, to the you, state. You can't finish the Bell Mead. Yeah. Oh, you uh, can't even finish your own. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right. Let's see. My windows are tinted. My stereo exceeds 100 decibels. My exhaust exceeds 100 decibels. My front turn signals are within 36 inches of the ground. Um, What? mm -hmm. Oh, yes. They have stupid laws. Stupid laws. They did that for anti-low-ridering. But if the car manufacturer... Put the factory location close to the bottom of the bumper, and then you lower the car. You. What do you have? A low rider? Hmm? Well, all of them. All nineteen of vehicles I've owned in my my thirty eight years ride. have been lowered by some point. Nineteen vehicles. Is hmm? this one you've owned the longest? No. No. I had a 91 240SX for uh, 11 years. Oh, damn. And nothing else while you on that? Yeah, in between. A few, oh. few here and there. Okay. All right. So, Mom couldn't finish the bell mead. Mom that's... didn't want to finish the bell mead. Oh. I think that's bad. We ain't got She's saving it. I think Abe Lincoln's about to whip her in ass. Yeah, I'm going to try the Abe Lincoln. All right. So, Miss Darlene. We all love Abe. Yeah, we do. We all love Miss Darlene, too, don't we? Yes, I love you. All right. My dearest mother, uh, you've had a number of different careers. I know that, uh, what is it? 146, that big bridge, the big suspension bridge. Yeah, Fred Hartman, 146. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weren't you somewhat affiliated with the construction of that bridge back in the day? Oh, no, no, no. No? You're thinking of the one that goes over the ship channel over there by Tenneco. Oh, okay. <clears throat> no. Oh, the big ugly one. The big one. Yes. The Beltway 8? Mm-hmm. Or 610. About we eight. we eight. Okay. No. Uh, well, when she said big and ugly, I knew that was Beltway eight because six ten is just a hump over it. But oh yeah, Beltway eight. <laughs> I drove a. Uh... You know the one that goes like this. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I well, actually they were building that when I was working construction, and uh, the Tenneco plant was right there. Mm-hmm. And I was just a kid. Yeah. I drove over that because my mom lived in Pasadena, so I know that bridge well. On the way down, I actually had to ride the brakes <laughs> in a 15-passenger van because the van was so heavy, I was gaining speed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I gained speed every that, time I'm in a truck driving there. Yeah. 
especially if I'm loaded. But yeah, that that downhill is steep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So beyond your years in construction, uh, you had uh, times working for car dealerships. I mean, you've done a little bit of everything. But at some point, uh, you made a move and went after your own career into real estate. Uh, yeah, I did real estate for about 10 years. And then I guess for the last 16, I've been working with my husband and his family with our business in uh, oil and gas. And we don't need to name the company, but uh, oil and gas, what do they y'all do? Uh, uh, do big turbine packages, uh, parts, overhauls. Uh, mud pumps. Mud pumps? No, I don't think we deal with mud pumps. Oh, okay. That's more like the big turbines, kind of like a jet engine, but they actually are on the ground for the, you know, the oil and gas industry out on platforms. And basically, those those turbines help push the, the uh, product down the pipelines. Is that how it works? Uh. No. I'm what exactly do the? Talk to the <laughs> you I'm not the one to talk about all that. Okay, uh, but what do you do for the company? You you help uh, do quotes and stuff. I do quotes, purchasing, uh, schedule all the trucking, just a variety of everything, computer work. And in the meantime, you've also gotten yourself into uh, trying your hand at being a landlord. Oh. No, we've been doing that for about five years. Anyway, it's time to get out of it. Like Chris said, it's a seller's market, so oh, yeah. mm-hmm. probably going to get rid of one or two. All right. Um, so how did you, how'd you manage to do it? How'd you manage to get as far as you did in life dealing with... With two young kids, a divorce, being off on your own, um, and to my recollection, some not so great guys. Uh, well, it's pretty simple, you know. Everyone has challenges in life, and you you either work with it, be persistent, work hard, or you just don't make it. Um, Yes, I was young when I married. I had two children by the time I was 18. Um, That was not my path in life that I dreamt of. I was a straight-A student, cheerleader, sports, and, you know, wanted to go to college and made a bad decision. Uh, I don't feel like maybe I had the parenting I needed, not the love, but just the guidance. Mm. Uh, So, you know, getting married at 15, divorced by the time I was 22 with two small children. Um, You know, I had bad days. Didn't have a car because the judge gave it to the (laughs) ex-husband and gave me the motorcycle with two small children of three and six. What? Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... I'm sure he would have much rather have had the motorcycle. No, he wanted the car. Oh. It was worth more. Yes. Oh. And uh, monetary value. Monetary value. You know, it's. You could talk about this all day, but you know, you take what life gives you and you try to make the best of it. And uh, 
I don't know, I'm, I feel like I'm a strong-willed person and eventually remarried. That lasted for about 15 years and got another divorce. And I don't know, It's I guess everybody is different. Mm-hmm. I think as a mom, though, you don't have a choice. You have to keep going. You have to keep put, putting food on the table and taking care of your kids. So Exactly. And out of that experience, uh, you know, one day in life, if I ever slow down, I would like to be a mentor for pregnant teenagers. And like you said earlier, um, how can you help if you have never been through that experience? Because I'm not, I know a lot of young ladies also end up in a circumstance like that. Um, you could be that perfect student, and then all of a sudden your whole world changes. But I would like you know, the opportunity to say, hey, you can get past this. You can keep your baby. Because my mom and dad wanted me to have an abortion. Um, it was 1973, and that's when Roe v. Wade was passed. Exactly. And, I mean, look what I, I would be missing you. I would be missing my lovely new Laura. Um, so we chose not to. You know, your dad was 17, I was 15, but we made it work for a few years. We The odds were against us, of course. But like I was saying, if I ever have an opportunity in the time, I want to mentor to young teenage women that, you know, you can do anything that you set your mind to. There's help. Um, I mean, I don't know what more to say. That would just be so rewarding for me. Yeah. You know, actually, there was... uh there was a girl I went to high school with who, she was, she was just, she was a phenomenal student, uh, and never, I mean, never, never got in any trouble or anything, and the, I think, I think it was her senior, junior or senior year, her name was Corinne, sweet, sweet girl, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, very first time she ever had sex ended up getting pregnant mm-hmm. and the guy just ditched her she did not get an abortion and when i was out on the road um uh, several years ago i actually managed to hook up, um meet up with her out in new jersey and all completely on her own without ever getting married without the father ever being involved corinne managed to raise that boy to be a phenomenal young man, mm-hmm. and I got to meet him. So, yeah, it changes your life. I mean, you yep. go from one day you're in school. I mean, back in the seventies, you didn't have like the schools now. The girls they can go to school if they're pregnant, and but that wasn't in the seventies. You're there one day with all your friends, and the next day they're like you're gone. Yeah, because now you're going into motherhood. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of um, outside influence that once you become pregnant or go through a divorce or what the the world tries to tell you what you can and cannot do. You know, they try to tell you you can't be a successful single mother. You can't raise your kids on your own. You you have to give up all your dreams. Mm-hmm. And um, I think having a voice saying, no, you don't have to give up all your dreams you know like if you there are mentors out there but you also becoming a mentor would be great because from experience it might take longer 
to reach those dreams, but you don't have to give up on them. Exactly. Oh, well, I mean, you're in your your years. I'm not going to give your age. I am 44 years old. I'm All right. 45 in October, and I'm damn proud of it. And you're working on your master's right now, and yes. and and I just accepted scholarship for my doctorates. Damn. You go, girl. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that, Chris? You mean life doesn't end when you have a child? No, it does no. not. I love having children. It changes two, two people I get to corrupt, and they don't get to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I think kids make life better, honestly. Uh, you know what? I love your kids, Chris. They're, they're sweet girls. At least they have been around here. They definitely induce some gray hairs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. Uh, my, my father, uh, he actually went gray at a very young age. Well, I can't imagine. You know how old he was? Well, when he started having kids at 17, I can only imagine. He went gray at 17. I can only imagine. Yeah. I, much I told you my theory, though, right? It's girls. No, no. I, I was the firstborn. Mm. Well, uh, but I've raised nothing but girls. So. My my, uh, my best friend started at 17. He's had two boys. He's... Two months younger than me, and um, he didn't have a single gray hair when he moved in with me, and suddenly I had two girls, and we both went gray. Oh. Girls are a challenge. Mm. That they are. I love them to death, though. I'm so glad I'm done raising kids. You don't want a drawer full of bows? Hmm. Sometimes your children bring their children. You know, the coolest thing about (laughs) Shannon's oldest and my oldest is um, neither one of them are all that keen on becoming mothers. So we have some time before we have to worry about that whole grandparent thing. At least it appears that way. That might be a good thing. Yes. Yes. Apparently I'm walking into that landmine. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when the oldest ends up uh, being a parent to the youngest, mm-hmm. uh, they they say, yeah, I don't want to do this uh, anytime soon. Mm. I can definitely say my, my mother's side of the family broke the cycle. Because I was born when my mother was 19. She was born when her mother was 19, and I actually got to raise, was raised by my great-grandmother, who I knew until I was about 14. Mm. That's how young my family started. And my mom looked at me and said, I don't want to hear grandkids until 40. Come 46, she said, are you ever going to have kids? I said, (laughs) when I'm ready. When she was 46? Yeah, she came and go, are you going to have grandchildren? I said, when I'm ready. So when I was 26, I had my first. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did not run. I, was, I wasn't done growing up yet. Still not. Well, no. <laughs> you better not be. You're your guy. So what are we trying next? Oh. oh, she's going in. She's going for the... Hmm. Do you want to go Japanese? Let's go around the world. Let's let Laura choose. Well, I was going to say, what's the next step? Is it the Japanese or is... It, Lincoln's last, right? Yes. 
Okay, so then let's do the Japanese. Your birthday present. All right. Okay. All right, then. Crack that bad boy open, Chris. I actually need a little bit of water. Let's pour for the ladies. Yeah, you need to rinse that glass out, my dear. I am, my darling. <laughs> you, you ain't wasting that one. Oh, she said a little. She'll, she'll get to... Oh, uh, what? Give me a short pour. Okay. Well, wait, do you want more than that? Yes. Oh, yeah, I want, I want more than that, too. Myself. Definitely one of my favorites. Definitely one of my favorites. Oh. Oh. Just That's heavenly. Just mm-hmm. how much you've been giving me up to that little... Sure. Yeah. You sure that's enough? That's plenty. Okay. You might change your mind. I might, but... Oh, man, look at that. A crystal cork. Oh, the, yeah. The cool thing about this is that bottle stays here when everybody leaves, so... Yeah, I love it, and it's... I'm going to mark the bottle. So it's a 23-sided decanter for every single flavor that's in there. Oh, really? Oh, that's so cool. It's a blend of 23 different... 23? I thought it was 27. You said it's 23. Yeah. 23 different whiskeys. I like it. Yeah. Well, you already drink it? He just gave me like a drop. My God. You, you yeah. gave her a drink and then expected her not to drink well, it. Nah, she didn't describe what she smelled. She didn't give the <laughs> nose on it. Nothing. Okay. Here's the notes that they give. To me, it's very light and floral. It is. They say rose, leche, hint of rosemary, mature woodiness, sandalwood. Anybody get any of that? No, I got the sandalwood. I definitely got the rose. And on the palate, honey-like sweetness, mm-hmm. candied orange peel. Anybody? White chocolate. Yeah, I, I, I would say that. Uh, the finish, subtle, tender, long finish with hint of Mizunara, which is Japanese oak. All right, let me, now that I've read all that and everybody else has tasted. Yeah, I, I did a side-by-side for my birthday. My friend came over, and I did a Hibiki versus Yamazaki. That Hibiki has a much, much longer finish. What's mm. the cost of this one? Well, that's about $100. I mean, just for the listeners. Yeah, uh, you can find it anywhere from seventy to a hundred. Okay, mm-hmm. but it is definitely worth it. Yes. yes, absolutely. Yes, candied orange peel. Yeah, I can't say I get that, but I definitely got the white chocolate. Mm. I think I got more of the woodiness mm-hmm. flavors. I'm definitely getting the honey sweetness in it. Um. But yes, definitely the subtle, tender, long finish. The Japanese oak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can taste that in the uh, Kamiki, too. Yeah. Well, that was well no, a, no. That's that the cedar. cedar. Yeah. That's the cedar. Yeah. That was a very interesting I I like it. J- yeah. Jake, Jake came over and t- tried it, and he, oh, yes, he really liked it. Yeah. It's definitely a good one. Mm. We didn't even bother to add a drop of water to it doesn't need it (laughs) really doesn't no oh really you you went full neat with Mm -hmm. it oh yeah 
Yeah, there's something about the the Suntory. Okay, now, Chris, what were you telling me before we started recording about, you said it's different islands. So, Suntory is the parent company. Okay. And that's why Yamazaki, um, Habiki, and Hakushu are all different flavors and profiles because they are different islands. It's different distillery, and each distillery is on a different All right, sorry about the interruption with the dogs barking. Kids came in, so uh, where were oh, we were finishing up talking about the Hibiki, the, the the three islands, right? And that's where they get their different tastes. You know, the elevation differences, the grain differences from what they use. Uh, there's a difference in the water too. Yeah. Okay. And temperature, ambient distil- distillation temperatures, things like that. Kind of like. Uh, Virginia versus Kentucky, yeah. Or bourbon made in Texas, aged in Texas. Mm, definitely a difference. Oh, yeah. doesn't take nearly as long either. That's uh, humidity. They found a use for it. Yeah. <laughs> Other than making us miserable. Keeps you young. Is that what it is? Yes. Mm. Drives my hair insane. <laughs> so are we wanting to try that Weller or are we going straight to the Lincoln? Do Lincoln. I did a small bore Weller. Okay. All right. Well, actually, I wanted to talk about one more thing with the ladies before we go to this Lincoln, and then we'll finish up with that. So, um, and and here's the thing. By the way, I I was surprised, uh, happily surprised, to, uh, what you said about wanting to mentor pregnant teens. I never knew that about you. Mm-hmm. Um. Is that something you want to get started with at any point soon? Well, I kind of have a full plate, but yes, <laughs> I would love that. Well, when the opportunity presents itself, you know, God will let you know. Yes. Yes, I would uh, but, like to do that. Yeah, I mean, you started young. You started not so young. But you, you both found that... Um, no matter how you raise your kids, they're going to be different. They're going to turn out differently. Mm-hmm. And sometimes north pol- versus south. Sometimes <laughs> polar opposites. Yeah. Yeah, I have my oldest is a spitting image of me and my youngest is absolutely my ex. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. We we make amends and we deal with it. Uh, that's that's kind of uh, like you, Laura. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, your oldest is like you. Very much my child, yes. And, and, the, and the youngest. Is, yeah. Well, I think what you're looking at, um, and you're looking at it in a very generic way, is that when you have two kids, you raise in the same exact way, and they come out completely differently. Um, so I can just say from like my childhood experience, yes, I was raised in the same home by the same parents, but my brother experienced things that I never experienced. So, yeah, he turned out differently than me because he had some things in his life that I didn't deal with. And I look at uh, my two daughters, and there was a severity um, that Lillian uh, experienced that Elliot didn't. Um, And so, yeah, they turn out differently, but it's not 
necessarily because they're just going to turn out differently. It's because every life has its own path and has its own experiences. Yeah. And it's also about choice. You know, some of us make bad choices. Some of us make good choices. I think in life we all make good and bad choices. It's just how you take it and move forward with it. I think a lot of it has to be whether or not you have a teachable spirit. Because Mm -hmm. if you have someone that makes a bad choice and decides, okay, I'm going to make this a growth opportunity or a learning experience and own it. And yeah, I made a mistake, and but I'm going to learn from that mistake and I'm going to learn to do better. Then they're going to move on and they're going to do better. Um, and then there are people that get very um, stuck in the hurt, whether they brought it on themselves or whether they were innocent, mm-hmm. they get stuck in the hurt and they can't ever get past it. So I think it just kind of depends on whether or not you have a teachable spirit and whether or not you're able to take the hurts and move past them. Yeah, you don't. You can be a victim of circumstance, but don't make yourself the victim by not doing anything about it. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I can think of a number of people in my life who have chosen to be a victim. Right. That. And we don't need to name names, but we know. Well, I mean, that's kind of a decision you have to make as your own person, you know. You, you, Darlene, could have just been like, oh, okay, this is my life. I'm pregnant at 15, so I'm just going to stay stuck here. And I'm not saying that people never helped you or, you know, there weren't times that people stepped in and helped you, you know, like giving you a place to stay or watching the kids for you or anything like that. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that at some point you were like, okay, yes, this is my situation, but I'm not going to be satisfied staying here. I'm going to learn and grow and do better. Exactly. Um, You know, that was one thing that I determined when my 20 year marriage very abruptly ended. Um, You know, I had to make the decision and a lot of people would say, well, you have the right to be bitter. You have the right to be angry. You have the right to feel this way or that way. And while that's true, what does it serve? What does it serve if I become bitter and angry? Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt the person that hurt me. It actually hurts me and my kids more. So it's just a decision you have to make, and it's not easy. And sometimes it's one day at a time, and sometimes it's one minute at a time. Mm-hmm. But you just have to decide to make that choice. Well, I mean, I've. I've, I've I've made my choices. I've made some bad choices in my life, but turned things around. And, I, you know, I've, I've never made excuses for what I've done wrong. I've just done my best to make up for it. You know, uh, back, you know, day, what, two, when was that, 2000? So, yeah, about 17 years ago is when I started, you know, 17, 18 years ago, I started making some really bad choices. You know, I had, I had infidelity. I, I, 
I did a lot of hard drugs on the road. I broke a lot of federal laws. Thank God I never got busted for it. Allegedly. <laughs> no, I own up to it. I'm, I'm not afraid. There's no evidence. There's no proof. Statue of limitations over 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I transported plenty of drugs across state lines, even on an airplane. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a little vial of meth taped on the inside of my thigh from an, on a flight from L.A. to Miami to bring it to another driver. Again, I'm going to say allegedly. So that, Yeah, maybe we need to move on. <laughs> I, look, I, there's no reason to be ashamed of, of what you've no, no, done. No, no, I'm not talking about being ashamed. I'm just saying sometimes you need to be careful what you divulge in a public forum. Exactly. I, I don't care. I, 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 you, look, you can't shame me for what I've done. Um, again, there's no evidence. There's no proof other, other than what I say. But uh, the point being is when you make mistakes in life, you own up to them. Okay, you you got to stand up for what you believe in, right or wrong. Well, I know what I've done wrong, and you know when it when it all happened, my mother was one of the first people that I came to, and and I told her I said I've screwed up bad. This is what I've done, and I want to change. Yeah, it's amazing what parents or mothers find out later in life about right. what your children have done. Right. My mother doesn't know half of what I used to do, but hey. That's okay. Sometimes they don't need to. No, nah, they don't need to. But I can say this, you know, when Shannon and I first met, he was very, very honest with me about his past. And I've told him that, you know, he's a wonderful husband now, mm-hmm. but he wasn't always that way. And, you know, I'm thankful that when I met him, he was more mature and had changed his life. And oh, I'm working on it. <laughs> I had one in the We're middle. We're about to try the Abe He's, Lincoln. I had one in the middle. He's trying to recover. So, but yeah, you know, you got to learn from learn from it or perish by it. I guess would be the philosophy. Yeah, and and the and the point is when the reason I brought up brought up how. People can turn out differently coming from the same parents is I'm look, I, I, I felt shame for my actions. I owned up to my mistakes and then I moved on. I bettered my life. And then there are other people closely related who don't want to admit their mistakes Everything is someone else's fault. Where have I been wronged? And they're constantly the victim. But that's also a spiritual thing. And I was actually just talking about this in my women's group the other night is a lot of times when you're dealing with a person like that, you're dealing with a a spiritual rebellion. They don't want to take responsibility. They want to be rebellious so they don't have to. Hmm. Sorry, if you didn't want me to getting like no. deep and theological, you should have said so first. No, 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 I've, I'm, I'm happy for it. That's what we need. Okay, so. All right, enough of the heavy talk. Now, I have gotten a whiff of this Lincoln, and I I love the nose on it. It's It's got. It's I, got a vanilla, but there's an extra sweetness behind I, it. There's a nuttiness like under a, there. Like a honey to me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like behind the vanilla. Mm, I wouldn't um, say I wouldn't say like that Garrison Brothers honey, but no, no. But there's a a sweetness to it, like a honey nuttiness, like honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little strong. You sip. You, a little warm you, going down. You, you sip. She did. That was sip. a sip. That was a little teeny tiny baby sip. Oh, but when I pour that much. Oh, it's hot. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's got a good burn. I'm letting Ooh. mine breathe right now. Yeah. You can let that breathe for a while. Um, I don't think it's going to help. No. Like I said, it's very young <laughs> and very spicy. Oh, yeah. It's uh, If you want to feel the burn, that this is the one to drink. Mm-hmm. If that's, the, if that's what you want to experience, then that's... Uh, but you can have a similar proof and not have the same alcohol burn. Yes. But, you know what, it's still, I mean, it's still good, though. Yeah. You still haven't tasted it, have you? I'm working on it. No, you're not. You're I, looking. I you're working on looking. Weller. Yeah, you're, you're working on looking at it. Mm-hmm. You and your Jack Daniels rocks glass. Didn't even, didn't even bring his Glencairn. Are you trying to shame him? I am. Don't shame him. That's okay. We're guys. That's what we do. It's in the sink. It's got water and soap in it right now. Uh, well, I offered you my spare. Yeah. <laughs> Laura. What, what? What was that? It is. Warm? It's warm. Yeah, and that was with water in it. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Not um, enough. <laughs> no, that one would be one that I would not drink unless it was on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Huh. And that's that's the kind of the point where... I think sometimes two years is not enough. Where is that what it says? It, it says a minimum of two. Minimum of two. Well, I think like, closer to five would have mm-hmm. done it a lot of good. It's not bad. It doesn't have a bad um, aftertaste or anything like that. It's not. It's not. It's just hot. What are you thinking? Hey, do you need some water, Mom? Or you got no, some? I'm fine. I didn't realize like. Chris said earlier, you can only get this at the distillery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah the full. They proof. sell the Lincoln outside of the distillery, but the cash strength, the hundred and twenty proof, is only on premise. So you have to go to Kentucky. So, yes. So good get, really good get. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the water. Uh, yeah, definitely calmed it down. It opened it up a, a good amount. Yeah. Very nice. I'll take a little water. That gives me that gives it a little bit of a, a please sweetness. I get that sweetness. Not thank you. I get the sweetness at barrel strength, but it's not like a vanilla sweetness. It's like a. Um, like an atomic fireball where it's candied but it's it's a little warm that's it's got a almost like a syrup to it like a molasses right, like, yeah yeah like a candied sweetness mm-hmm but not too sweet not sugary like i said like molasses mm. uh, like uh steen's pure cane syrup 
Okay. You know the stuff in the yellow can? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you, have you, do you know of it? Have you tasted it? I've never tasted it. No. Oh, yeah, okay. Mom. You have never tasted Steen's Pure Cane Syrup. Never that's, even heard of it. Yeah, isn't that it great country. on Mom, isn't it great on pancakes? Hey, oh, hey, you can Lord. live in Texas and never be country. Yes. I am a city boy. Yeah. I am not a city girl, but I, oh. I've never gone. Do they still make it in the country. can where you got to uh, You got to crack it open with a can a Church open? key. I don't yeah. know, but it makes some good pecan pie. Oh, really? Cairo syrup, the dark. Mm. Popcorn balls. Mm. Mm. Let's just turn into a cooking show, y'all. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm having withdrawals. I had to give up my pecan tarts this year because of COVID, so I'm having withdrawals. Mm. Okay, any final thoughts on the Lincoln? Mom? I like it. Especially yeah. when you add a little water to it. What do you get out of it on, after the water? Do, do you get the, the, the steens the taste that I got? The sugary. Yeah, it's sweet. I like it more than I thought it would. It. So, out of all... Mm-hmm. But I know what her standout's going to be. I really like the Lincoln. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a surprise. Impressive. More mm-hmm. than the Hibiki? Oh, no. I really like the Hibiki. That, that, oh. That's where I was going to put my, my bet <laughs> yes. on black. Okay. Always bet on black. Mm-hmm. How about you, Miss Laura? If I'm having a beverage with my husband at the end of the night, I would definitely go with the Hibiki. If I was... Uh, Having a nice bubble bath and that kind of thing, I'd go with the lavender because it's just the, that's just me. What if you wanted just a a good ugly cry session and you wanted to get effed up? One of you ever clear? That's what vodka's. <laughs> no, out of, out of out of these, out of these. <laughs> uh, ooh, I don't know. I think yeah, I, I guess the Lincoln on the rocks. I think I would choose the Bellmead. Yeah. If I just didn't have anything to do tomorrow and hated today, <laughs> Bellmead. Yeah. So, like, my whole past week? It got better. It did. It did. It, I, it, it, it ended on a positive note, a couple of positive notes. A couple notes. of positives, yeah. Yeah. You know, so you you hit the first hurdle on the, the marathon. That's okay. You you finished the, the race. Oh. I don't know about finishing the race, but I'm still in the running for yeah, sure. Yeah. She's passed the baton and, you know, made the first lap at least. Better, we'll than, a, better than some of the pitchers are doing in Major League. <laughs> the third string guy is now the, the on the mound because the second string guy took a ball to the face. So, I mean, you know, you never know where life's going to put you. I don't know. I don't need sports at all. Nope. Not a sports girl. All right, Mom. Any, any uh, final thoughts of advice? Uh, any, anything for young ladies that went through what you did, uh, words of encouragement for them. Stay in school. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Stay in school. Yeah. Don't get pregnant. Uh, no, what if they do? Um, I guess just reach out for support. Uh, pray about it because you're definitely going to need God and, um, just do the best that you can because it's not just you you now have another life you're 
responsible for. And sometimes the choice of keeping a child is not always the best at the moment. So, But uh, there are other... There are other options, yes. There is adoption. Yes. There's adoption. Give the child a, a chance at life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because yeah. every life matters. Mm-hmm. Including yours. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed this and... Um, well, we've enjoyed having you. Happy birthday. Thank you. That's right. My birthday's coming up. So mm-hmm. this will be released before then. So uh, thank you, my dear. You're welcome, my love. For the hib- lovely Hibiki. Thank you, Mama, for the for the Lincoln and the and the St. Luke handmade. You're welcome. So everybody look out for Boundary Oak uh, Distillery. Out of uh, Hardin County, Kentucky. And if you happen to be passing through, yes, we I think we all recommend that you stop by the distillery and pick up a bottle of Cast Strength Lincoln. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah that would be a good one to have. Yeah, I think we're going to keep this one around. Okay. But Hibiki is definitely... Top shelf. Oh, Top yes. Shelf. Yeah. That, that's going to, see, uh, going to see Papa D tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right. On that note, everybody, we are going to wrap this episode up. God bless everyone. And God bless America. God bless Texas. America can stand on its own. (laughs) All right. On that note, anything, Chris? Not for this episode. All right. Let's wrap it up. Love you both, ladies. Love you most.